everybody. This is MG. I'm Elizabeth Pudwell, and we are Sober Sisters Talk. Hello. Hello. And so last week, MG texted me early um, before we started and said, I don't have any power. And so I said, you know, and we were like doing this thing, like, well, we could do this. We and then I was like, let's. Just it was like a it. thunderstorm power. Not that I don't yeah. have any power or agency <laughs> in my life. Not that kind of power. It's not like I'm empowered. It's just, and so um, we had all these different like complicated solutions. And I said, well, let's just do it tomorrow or the next day. And then we kind of forgot about it. I did anyway. So um, we skipped a week. Sorry. Yeah. But, um. We had, um, so we've had some discussions around this incident that MG had with someone and we're going to be really, um, we're going to be really general and, and, and probably vague in some, in some ways, but we're going to give you the, the gist of the incident so you understand it. And then we're going to talk through some of the, some of the principles of the program around it. Okay, great. Okay. So, so I started it because I told you, <laughs> or we were talking on the phone or something. I think it was. So here's what happened, you guys, and I have to be really general because it has to do with members of our program that, you know, and, and like, you know, we try to be really careful about anonymity in our program and, uh, and that's to protect you know, everybody. I do want to, I do want to interject there though that things do come up where we do share them with each other, you know, about what people are experiencing. You know, we do, I mean, it's a small community. Yeah. It's sort of like, you know, I have a friend that lives in Oak Forest, which is a beautiful neighborhood, and she's got a neighbor that we call him Ted Bundy because he's like this weirdo. And, uh, you know, he doesn't live there, but he owns that house, and he keeps it really spotless and clean, but, you know, Every few days, he'll come by, and, you know, we think he's got somebody locked up in there. We don't know. We have all these ideas of it. And uh, and so I was thinking he about... He doesn't rent it out or anything? It's no, just like no. Yeah. But yeah. it's clean. Yeah, it's clean, but all the windows are, like, really, like, you know, you can't look at any of the windows. It's really creepy. So, uh, so that's her, my friend's next-door neighbor. Now, she's got some neighbors that live, like, across the street, kind of catty corner, and so the analogy I make to like what had happened uh, with, you know, some information that I received was like, what if her neighbor across the street saw Ted Bundy like throwing something over her fence? Like we know like this guy trash or something. Yeah, yeah we, we didn't know what it was. <clears throat> and but everybody knows that who this individual Ted Bundy is, you know, this, you know, guy. And so it's like I would expect them to call my friend and to say, hey man, we just saw Ted Bundy throwing something over your fence. What's going on? You know, to like get into her business because they're friends with her. And so that's similar to what had happened with me. I found out some information about someone that I love and, and it was like, it was uh, sensational. I'll say that it was sensational information. And this person called me out of the blue wanting to talk about Ted Bundy, we'll just call him Ted, and uh, and they were saying, no, he just, you know, he just wants to, um, you know, do his own thing. He doesn't want to throw anything over my fence. And I'd be like, oh, no, honey, he did throw something over your fence. And, you know, these people saw it. The neighbors saw it. So it's sort of like that sort of thing. And so this person was enraged. Oh, my God, Ted Bundy threw something over my fence? That's crazy. And 
And so the information that I received was, was it community sharing? Was it gossip? I don't know. But I told this person, I said, oh my God, I shouldn't have said anything to you. I felt immediately right then that I shouldn't have said anything because it was sensational. They were very upset about Ted Bundy throwing some stuff over the fence. And, and it ensued and caused uh, some um, waves within the community. And, uh, and this person called Ted Bundy and said, hey man, somebody saw you throwing some shit over my fence. What's going on? You said you would never throw anything over my fence again. And uh, Ted Bundy, like, you know, confronts me. Basically, that's what happened in the meeting. He confronts me. I had this thing going with this person and everything was fine. And so, you know, I checked in with a few people about like my like what I had done. Should I have said something? And you know, there's a a couple of camps where it's like it's water under the bridge, maybe you shouldn't have said anything, maybe you could have said it differently. If this person had said to me, Ted Benny would never throw anything over my fence. And me knowing that the neighbors saw him, then I could say, you might want to check into that. You might want to check into that. What does your gut say about that? So I feel like that, if, if there's any piece that I could redo or undo or do differently, it would be that. It would be that, yeah. It would be that. So, um, and then another person asked me, why are you so angry? And, you know, I'm angry, and, and it was great because I got to pull out, there were, there were several different layers of anger. There was anger at my friend who was saying, oh, Ted Bundy would never do that. It's like, we, we, you know how he is. We've already told you how he is. How could you continue to, like, think that this person isn't the way that they're going to be? I was a little bit angry at them. I was angry at the Ted Bundys of the world who just, you know, are predators and just, you know... Continue to be Ted Bundys. Right. And I feel very protective of people, especially that who come into contact with these, you know, sorts of sorts of folks. And so it, it and, and I feel like that's justifiable and right. But in terms of like program and community and recovery, you know, there's a way for me to, you know. And, and, and it's a precarious situation. So I have a, something that I just remembered when you were sharing this. Um, so I went into a meeting and I saw these two people, and it was a male and a female, and the, um, the male showed the female his phone, and he said, look, look what she just sent me. And I happened to see who it was, and I know her and, and care about her. And um, the other, the, the person, you know, she said, she just sent this to me, and she said, blah, blah, blah. She wrote this. And they were kind of making fun of her, the person in the picture. And I know the person in the picture, and I, I'm very fond of her. And the next time I heard her talking about these two people who she thought were her friends, or, you know, at that time, and um, I said, you know, those people aren't really your friends. They're not as, they're not as, you know, they're not as good a friend as you think they are. 
and I never told her specifically what happened, but I did the same thing that you did. I, you know, yeah, it, because I felt really protective of her. Yeah. And she was saying all of this stuff and I was like, you know, don't send pictures like that to, don't send pictures to men, period. That's what I, that was my message to her. Don't do that. Yeah. It's not having the effect that you think it is. Yeah. I don't want somebody like taking a picture of even you and that you send and going, look, I don't want somebody to do that to you. That hurts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it hurt you seeing it. And then realizing what kind of people these people are and what they're saying about your other friend. Yeah, it gets muddy. It's like, you know, what 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 should we say? What's yeah. the best way to say it? And, you know, for, for me... Or should we, period, you know? Right, right. Should we just shut the fuck up and not say anything? Well, and, and we were talking about, like, in uh, last week on, on the uh, meeting, on the online meeting, or maybe it was Tuesday... It was uh, the meeting where we do the literature, and we were talking about like triggers in meetings. And I remember there was someone in that you know Friday night co-ed meeting. It was a female who started sharing, and basically she was advertising how she wanted to be treated sexually. And I was like, why isn't anyone shutting her down? I mean, if this were a drunk in an AA meeting, like being drunk and talking drunk shit, they would have shut that person down. But I don't, I don't see that we do that a lot in our SLA we meetings. Don't. We're so gentle, you know? We're so kind and gentle. I saw, you know, one time I saw, um, it was a brand new guy in that same meeting, and he was sitting at the back, and he was kind of like hunched over like this, and a woman walked in and walked by him, and he went, and there was a Cruising her, guys. looking her up and down. Hmm. There was a couple totally checking her out, following yeah, her yeah, all. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there was he was sitting in between two men with long term recovery, and neither one of them said a word. Huh? They just watched that and let it happen. Let that guy objectify the woman, and I felt the same way. I felt really protective, and I was like, you know, what is this? And then we also had that incident where, um one of my friends had heard it mentioned that that particular meeting is the hot chick meeting and you know there was and that i did i brought in and I, we had a meeting about it I said i don't know what's going on but that bugs me because it's objectification of women right right so um yeah what do we do elizabeth uh, you know and and well, get get I don't know what the solution is. I think you gotta like check yourself. I think what I have to do, and if I was you in this situation, because this thing rolled into a thing where you, you know, you were wondering, do I owe Ted Bundy an amends? Yeah. Do I have to? Because I gossiped about him. Right. Yeah. So do and do you? And you know, I was in the camp where no, you. You probably owe yourself the amount. So. Yeah. So, I mean, so after, so, you know, so podcast listeners, I worked through it with a couple of my recovery partners and I realized that, you know, I hadn't really done the harm to Ted Bundy. It was the neighbor who saw Ted Bundy that really, you know, told my friends. So, 
it wasn't that I really needed to make amends to that individual. Plus, Ted's not a safe person to, you know, be alone with, right? So, I worked through that I didn't need to make an amends to that person. And I was ready to. I was looking for his number. I was ready to call this person to make the amends. And as it turned out, I talked to a couple of people that warned me not to. And that if there's any mess that I need to clean up, I have to leave it. And that, for me, was the hardest thing. Because I want to clean it up. I, you know, when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. And let's, you know, clean it up and get it taken care of. And for me to have to sit with it was uh, very, very painful. And I, But it was an opportunity for me to work through some of the anger that I had. And to figure out, like, what was anger towards even me. That, you know, that I've allowed men to, you know, to believe men who are trying to hoodwink me for their own purposes. And I think that's exactly what it made me feel is like, you know, I've seen, I've been, my qualifier did that. I would walk onto another floor and see him standing there smiling and like, you know, and just feel so betrayed. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and you can choose if you want to like, take this out or not but I do um, have a slight concern about your choice of not going to that meeting anymore mm, mm, I dig it right so uh, our listeners this Ted Bundy guy is a member of our community and he's on co-ed meetings now and I if I see that this person is there I drop out and, you know, Elizabeth has been encouraging me to continue to go. And my response is, I got plenty of meetings I can go to. I got plenty of meetings where I can go and feel safe. I got plenty of meetings where I can go and be loved and supported. And to me, it's like walking into a room where somebody has just let out the stinkiest fart possible. I'm not staying in that room. And that's the way I feel about this guy. He's not running me off. I've got plenty of choices, but I just choose, okay, this is not a safe space. I don't want him to hear me. I don't want to hear anything that comes out of his unrecovered mouth. I'm sorry. I'm going to be judgy, but that's, you know, how I feel about that. So it's like, you know, so I'm going to make, there's an 11 o'clock women's meeting that, you know, on Saturday, that's full of safe, supportive, loving people that I feel very secure in. And so it's not like he's running me off. You could, you could frame it like that. You know, but it's just like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put any more effort towards trying to work out something because of a stupid motherfucking guy. I mean, that's how I feel about it. I don't feel like there's any anything for me to uh, learn. I think this is just all about like, you know, finding a safe, protective space for me to have a meeting in. It's not work. Well, I think, though, too, I think that there may be some, like, past trauma that comes up around this. Like, you know, maybe having guys that hide stuff or do, you know, illicit, you know, meetings or cheating or betrayal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, no, I mean, I just, it's just, I don't. I just choose not to operate in those kinds of things. I mean, there's certain content on TV I don't like to watch. Like, I started watching that Tiger King, 
you know, thing on Netflix, and it was like all about these animals, and it was just, you know, I don't want to see any animals harmed or abused or anything yeah, like that. I, I haven't watched it either. It's just unsavory, right? So I'm just not, not going to watch that. I tried watching this show called Hollywood, which was all about Hollywood back in the 50s or whatever. It was all about male prostitution. And I was like, oh my God, I like watched almost complete one episode, but then I had to shut it down. And it's so just it's really just making a choice of like not wanting to hear that or feeling like because there are meetings I feel like there are meetings that I don't really um, frequent because I don't I, I don't like the level of recovery or I don't like the you know whatever yeah. you know so there's all kinds of different meetings and if that's you know I'm perfectly fine with that yeah but I do think that there is a message here for the listener you know that. Um, there's a whole bunch of stuff in here. First of all, like if you are going to share information about someone else, check your motives. You know, see what it is that's behind it before you do it. And, you know, you do have to, the ninth step says, make direct amends to such people wherever possible, except, except when to do so would injure them or others. And others could be you. And I went to a meeting. This was so long ago. It was in Baytown when I still lived in Baytown. And I would never forget it when they were talking about others could be you. And if it's going to harm you to make it a direct amends to somebody, then don't. You know? Then don't. Yeah. There's other ways of doing it. And I think in this particular situation, it's just going about your, um, you know. Yeah. Checking yourself. Yeah. The amends is to yourself. It's the living amends to check, you know, if you are going to offer information. And I have learned so much about this, you know, offering. And and I don't don't like to call talking about other people gossip because then it sounds lascivious and and malicious. Petty or catty. I don't think that it is. I think that we need to talk about other people, and that's how we learn. I think that we do that. We go like, oh, wow. Like, whatever we, like, what I was, like, they took the picture and showed someone else, look, look what she's doing. And to see that and just being like, oh, God, I don't ever want to be like that. I don't want to be that person, you know? I don't want to show, take a picture and go like, look, this is what she's doing. You know, I don't want to do that. And I don't want to be the person in the photo, you know? So that was like, no, don't send photos to men ever, you know? Don't do that. Yeah. Like, do not receive that with the same grace and mindset that women do. Right. Or that a girlfriend would. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's been a rich experience for me the past couple of weeks, you know, because it's a reminder that. And, you know, and I can't even say it's because of the pandemic because, you know, I feel like I would have said what I did. And my motive was certainly to, you know, help my friend and let them know that, you know, some behavior was going on that, you know, concerned them. I really do believe that. And so it wasn't, you know, I I, I I wasn't sitting in my apartment saying, how can I get back at Ted Bundy, that asshole? I wasn't even thinking about him. You know, but it's well, like it was, the information was for her. That's right. That's right. And this person, Ted Bundy is not what you think he is. Yeah. 
You're being, you've got the wool pulled over your eyes. Right, right. And so it, so for me, my motive I felt was um, good, but it was tinged with a lot of my own anger around that sort of behavior. And so well, I blurted it out. Maybe some leaky stuff in there. Yes. Not like to mm -hmm. Right. Like the word around our, and so, you know, the biggest piece of advice was, you know, I can't clean it up. I've got to let it be. Because if I go in there and start poking, poking it anymore, it can be worse. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that's, that's just, you know, I'm a cleaner upper. I'm like a fixer. I'm like a solution person. I want to check it off my list. Done. So for me to be able to do nothing has been extraordinarily difficult for me. And then to process and like... You know, we were talking about um, that literature meeting on Tuesday night. It was such a great meeting, and it was talking about, uh, you know, we, we were looking over through the pamphlet about how to handle triggers, and they talk about using the, the empty chair technique where you put this person in the empty chair, and I did this in therapy with my mother, and, you know, you get to say anything, anything that you want to say. So I put Ted Bundy in the chair, and I, like, you know, gave him a piece of my mind, you know, and that was just between me and that empty chair, and it was for me to process out, like, all this anger that I had around, you know, seeing someone be victimized by them that I make up. Who knows that if it's really a victimization when someone raises their hand and volunteers, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I'm being very judgy. So it was a, a rich experience for me, and I hope not to have many more like that in the future. And it's just a reminder to me to be really, uh, have a lot of, be very thoughtful and gentle and caring about the members of our community, even the Ted Bundys that are out there. In terms of like, you know, that that's another reason why he's at an arm's length for me. It's but like- But I don't think it's really like about him so much as like knowing what your value system is and what works for you like that whole thing mm -hmm. like doesn't work for you mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. it bothers you I can see it that it mm -hmm. still bothers you a mm -hmm. little bit mm -hmm. and um, you know that causing someone pain or discomfort is not part of your value system it's not how you're not in alignment with no. who you really are no. no matter no matter what but you probably are in alignment when you're trying to protect your very good friend that you care about. Yeah. And you know, and, and, and the addict in me, you know, doesn't like to feel discomfort. I want to fix it. Yeah. Instant gratification. Yeah. I'm going to call Ted and tell him, I'm sorry. <laughs> and the universe prevented that from happening. I called like four but people. I love that. So there's, 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 let's try to like tick through the lessons. So first of all, like, Check yourself before you share information about someone else. Check your motives. Check yourself. You know, maybe maybe if you had processed it before, you know, should I share this information with this Ted Bundy information with another person? You know, I saw Ted throw trash over. Should I share that? And that that might have that might be something in the future. Should I, you know, and get some input around that. Um, check your motives around it. Um, find a different way to say it where you're not totally exposing the person but just warning the, the the very good friend of yours hey, you know, Ted may not appear to be everything that he says he is that's all I'm going to tell you 
And then, you know, on the after part of it is, you know, the things that you did do is you processed it very thoroughly. You know, you did, you went several Did a little bit of journaling and did a little bit of journaling. And that's when it got me to that open chair technique because I was angry about the journaling. And I was like, this isn't, this is, I need to speak this. I need to stand up. I need to, you know. But I love that. Like, that's a really good tool that you used to work your way through it. And then, too, like, it, it, it's not always, you know, everything is not black and white. It isn't always the best thing, you know, the, this, the ninth step says, made direct amends wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. And you are others. Yeah. And that is something always to, to protect yeah. and to remember. Yeah. And yeah. then that there is a, a process around living amends that you can make. And, you know, that goes back to the things that I talked about in the beginning, processing maybe with somebody else and, you know, making sure that you're in alignment with your values and, so here's what I, here's what I want to name this podcast: progress, not perfection. Yeah. That none of us work a program perfectly, and even those of us who have long-term sobriety and really try to be very mindful and considerate about things still make mistakes and do things wrong and blow things up inadvertently. So. And the important thing is, is too though that you recognized what was going on, you know, with here and here, and did something about it, not yeah. just like, oh, fuck it. You know. Right, 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 right. Okay, my love, I'll see you in a bit. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. So, if you want to get in touch with us, please send us an email at sobersisterstalk at gmail.com. Or you can check out our other episodes at www.sobersisterstalk.com. And we're also on Facebook. We have a Facebook page, and there you, we have them all lined up. You can see them, you can get a little description, you can share it. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. Bye.